So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the Tom Ferry Podcast Experience. Is this episode 120? Tristan, is that actually the case? And may I say thank you again. We are just about at 10 million downloads on our podcast, and I am like, I want to, I actually want to say thank you 10 million times, but that would take way too long in this show. Um, But we have a super important show for you today. It's almost more of a public service announcement. I brought in Carrie McGee, our VP of marketing. We're gonna get to her background in a second so you have greater context. But listen up, my friend. I'm gonna give you three questions. Is your website uh, ADA compliant? Do you even know what that means? If the answer is no, your website could be in trouble. We're gonna talk about that. We're also gonna talk about the fact that uh, come May 15th, Google's gonna make a massive change to how it views your website online, meaning how searchable are you, your SEO. We want to get you ahead of the curve there. And then the last one is, are you ready for the iOS change that's already happening and the impact that's going to have on your Facebook advertising and more? We're gonna cover that and where listings are coming from. But to do that, I'm bringing in Carrie McGee, our VP of Marketing. Carrie, first time on the podcast. Yeah. Well, we've done live stuff before. We have. You've spoken to our audience before. So have, yeah. maybe for the uh, the person that's listening right now, wherever they are in the world, like give them, give them context for your professional background prior to coming here and doing such a bang up job for us. Sure. Yeah, I've been here for almost eight months, yes. which is crazy to think it's been that long. Yeah. Um, I spent my time growing up in Northwest tech companies and mm-hmm. top companies like Starbucks, Microsoft, Expedia, uh, working in the agency side as well as in-house and yeah. spent my time prior to coming here. I did seven years at Zillow running uh, experiential different events teams as well as a lot of the partner marketing and digital marketing teams. Right. So really excited to land here in a whole new set of challenges in a, a new group, but still in real estate, which right. is an industry that I, lo- I love. I love realtors. I love the challenges. I love the consumers. So excited yes. to stay in it. So when you think about your your background, and I, you know, certainly we could talk for days just about your experience coming here and having to like yeah. redo everything. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for redoing everything. Um, but today is not about TomFerry.com. Today is about our clients and what they need to prepare for. So, so the first question is, hey, is your site ADA compliant? Could you, could you just yeah. give them a public service announcement? First of all, what does that even mean? Yeah. And what does it look like? How do they do it? And what happens if they don't do it? Yeah, so it's actually becoming more and more of a hot topic, especially in uh, states like California, where yeah. there's a lot of litigation. And plaintiff's right. attorneys are having a heyday, having people go out and weed through websites, see who's a potential offender or victim, right. and coming after you with lawsuits. And so they've seen a huge increase in lawsuits filed by plaintiff's attorneys about ADA compliance specifically. So what does that mean on a website, right. like a visual digital site? There are very easy free plugins. We use Pojo, P-O-G-O. It's, it's a free download that you apply to your site. It basically allows people with any type of visual disability or disability as far as how to access and navigate your site the best possible way. Yes. So it's easy to adapt font sizes, change um, the depth of like color backgrounds that they need to be able to consume your information. It's about eight to nine different variances that you can apply. On our new site, you'll see a little wheelchair. We've decided to be very visual about it and make right. sure that we protect ourselves uh, yes. the, the best that we can. Yep. And also make it the best experience for every person to be able to access our data 
data on our site. So it's an easy thing to do. You should make sure that you're looking at possible plugins. That was just one of them. It's super right. easy to use. Um, so but, if they were to Google, yeah. what are all the ADA compliant plugins I could get for my website? There's going to be a bunch. Why did we choose Pogo versus anything it's else? It's just really easy to use and it's a very clean UI. So yeah. you'll see like on the top left, our nav is really, it follows our, our mobile responsiveness as well as our site. And we're constantly playing with like how visible does that have to be? Because yeah. the compliance is just that you have it somewhere as an option for somebody to make the site ADA compliant and click through what do they need to be able to view it best. So it doesn't. There's no re regulation on placement. It just has to be visible, and we're constantly playing with that. So right. it doesn't interrupt other content. Yeah. Um, but it's a you know it's a step of improvement that we've made with the new site. Right. And so it's it was at the advice of our attorneys. Right. Like don't don't be a victim to to right. plaintiffs' attorneys who have a lot of time on their hands. So so someone might be saying, well, gosh, you know, my site is, you know, outsourced through my brokerage or mm -hmm. I have a any one, you know, Boomtown, Ylopo, et cetera. Like they have all these different site companies. Safe to say that all those companies will do it for them or if they're listening right now, should they be reaching out to the website provider, the company that they use and saying, yeah. hey, I'm in California or truthfully, any state. Any state. Any right. state. Yeah. Making sure they're covered. Is that 100%, fair? 100%. They should be checking and ask yes. the question, like, hey, are we ADA compliant? Right. And if you don't see it on your site, it's likely that you're not. Yeah. Um, and so it's just something you should make sure is in the queue for the next quarter. And just for litigation purposes, you just have to be actively trying to fix it in order to protect yourself. Good. So make sure you're asking the questions and that you're researching. It literally takes like a day to put that plug in. It's very, very quick. Um, but if you don't see it on your broker site or you don't see it on your own site, ask your agency or ask your partner who built it like hey are we ada compliant yeah. and you'll quickly know if you are and it's a super quick fix yeah go to tomferry.com i know the you know the day we launched it was the first thing that caught my eye besides the beautiful color <laughs> and the you know the yeah. beautiful changes thank you thank you thank you but it was like oh i'm like what's that and i clicked on yeah. it i'm like oh okay for hearing impaired i was like that actually makes a lot of sense and i didn't even know about the ada compliance i just said that just feels like we're forward thinking that we're <laughs> we're taking care of the widest variety of people that are out there like make sure we're doing it the right yeah. way so now I'm thinking, thank you, and yeah. thanks to our attorney. <laughs> um, so that's one. What do you like? Have you heard any uh, horror stories yet to kind of put a little fear of God in them, and just in case they don't take action on no, this? No, I mean the fines can be upwards of like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, depending on your state, depending on the litigation. So I I haven't heard of any horror stories, but it definitely is the next thing. It was privacy, it was antitrust, it was all the other things, right. and now it's this um, because right. state by state they're starting to implement more litigate or more policy around requiring it, and plaintiffs' attorneys are jumping on board. So I would just say protect yourself. So this yeah. is one of those moments that uh, very rarely I would say, hey you should share this podcast. Normally I say, well, you like it, we you make a comment, but I would probably take this right now and send it to like your 10 closest friends in the real estate industry, especially if they are like you, they're crushing their business. And Cause some will say, yeah. I'm just a small real estate team or I'm, a, I'm, I'm an individual real estate agent. Like, do I need to do this? The answer is yes. Yes, and, and many of you are much larger than a small business. Right. So I, I would just right. remember that. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're low-hanging fruit, and you yeah. probably don't have the protection. So yeah. I, I would definitely share it with friends. Yeah, it's so easy to fix. Yeah, love yeah. it, and to be ahead of the curve. Yep. So, so that was really the first thing. And again, I remember I said kind of public service announcement slash podcast, because I want you to have this information so you can be ahead of the curve. The next one's the one that I was actually more nervous about. So Google is always changing. Mm -hmm the new changes for people to be effective on their website. Walk them through tactically. Yeah. First of all, what is the change? And then what do they need to do to get ahead of the curve? 
Yeah, it's going to get, it's going to sound very techy, so I'm going to try and be very yeah. basic. Um, core web vitals, people have heard it. If you've had any. Um, what is core web core vitals? Core web vitals. It's yes. your load speed, it's the interactivity on your site, and it's yeah. basically the content engagement, the, the visual stability of your site is what yeah. a core web vital is, according to Google. And they have free core web vital reports. You can actually go to support.google, search core web vital report, and it'll give you and, and take you through the steps of actually downloading the report for your site. Right. Um, so you can know right away how it's performing as long as you have the ability to verify, even if you weren't the agency who created it. So first, do that. Know what that so is. So support.google.com. And just yep. it gives you a browser to, to the topic that you want to search. And if you put Core Web Vitals um, report, it'll, it'll pop you up. The first thing is run a report, and it takes you through that. So it's super easy and free. Good. Um, but you should know what that is. The reason it's more important than ever. Hold on. I can actually see people doing that on everyone else's sites also. Can they do that You have too? to be able to verify. So you okay. have to know the information okay, for your Google good, account. Good. So, so don't nerd yeah, out on everybody yeah. else's site. Just focus on yours. Yeah. I actually I actually tried to do it on our site without having all the verification login yeah. from my team, and I had yeah. to go back and get it. So um, just it's, it's, it is protected. Um, so once you do the report, the reason it matters now They've always had different algorithms for search. Of course. What they're doing with the vitals is basically saying site speed and, and download speed and load speed matters mm -hmm. to the experience that the customer has on your site. Yes. It's not just do you have the best content that comes up as far as SEO. Mm -hmm. They are starting to up-level the importance of the experience, which a lot of it is load time and, and visibility of your site. So that's coming into play more in the algorithm, and it's effective end of May, mid-May, they keep moving the date. Um, sure. I've seen two different ones today, but they announced it last year, giving everybody a heads up. It was quiet. If you're not a developer and you're not working on a major site, it was a pretty quiet announcement. But it is here and is yeah. definitely starting. And by end of August, the algorithm will be completely refreshed to include this. When, so, this, when this happens, yeah. normally, so, so let's just assume that, that someone's listening to this right yeah. now and it's September of 2021. Yeah. And they're like, damn, I wish I would have listened to this in the very beginning. Yep. What happens when Google changes their algorithm? Mm, lots of things happen. And sometimes it's really subtle. And for some people, this could be subtle, just depending mm -hmm. on how you rank. But if you're in a tight market with a lot of competitors in your space, yep. this is more than a tiebreaker. And, and it will start out as a tiebreaker is what every, like if you read all of the reports and the summaries on what mm -hmm. this is. If you have uh, the same quality of searchable content, like best real estate agent in Minneapolis, and you have the best content, and you go to head-to-head -to -head with your competitor or an agent in your market, if their site performs better and they have a higher report, they're gonna get that search term. They're actually going to get the traffic because they have the performance and the stability with the page experience along with the SEO yep. to get that customer. So it, it does matter, and it's gonna matter more and more as time goes on. I've seen it over the decades where, decades, and maybe decade and a half, in fairness, where every time they do this, I, I'll get people, I used to rank number one. I was on the first page. I was yeah. number one behind Zillow, Realtor, and Trulia, and now I'm not even on the first page. Like it's very yeah, real. It is, it, well, and it happens. It sneaks up on you. Yeah, it's not like a you know, it's not a cliff. It doesn't come and then everything changes. It can be subtle, and then over time, it actually will start ramping up and having a bigger impact. A lot like the the Facebook, the right. Apple iOS, which we're gonna get to in a minute. Yeah. So so again, public service announcement. What do they need to do? Mm -hmm to really get tactical and make sure that their site is ready for what Google's doing next. Yeah, I mean, the number Google's using is 75%. So you have to rank in the top 75% as far as your uh, web vitals. And so do the report, or, and if you're not the person savvy to do this, but you have a website that brings you a lot of traffic, you should be looking into this with your provider or your agency right. or whoever's managing your site for you. That's step one. 
If it's you, then do the report to go ahead and verify what it, where are you ranking, red, red, green. It tells you where you are on yeah. all of the web vitals. And then make sure you're taking the steps. Like for us, it was we didn't just revamp our website. We actually decided to relaunch a new website yep. because we had so many overlaid um, plugins and APIs and things over time that were slowing down our site right. that we decided to abandon all those pages and start over so we could have the highest chance at the fastest speed, the fastest load times to put us in the best position. Yes. So that was how that was how we made that decision. Yeah. So web vitals to determine speed, yep. right? And then maybe a correction in the way the site is actually architected. Uh, visit, like it does matter, like how, mm -hmm. how interactive it is, but that's yep. pretty basic. Yep. It's do people go to your information and get what they need yep. through the click or the link that you provided? Yep. So the, the bar on that's not incredibly high, but it has to work. Um, and then the Q&A is on google.support.com if you type in... Um, the core give web that, vitals. Give that yeah. to them one more time because someone's probably taking notes right now. <laughs> okay. just we'll put case. it on the screen too. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, it's support.google.com. There's a browser Q&A for all the Google support. And if you type in core web vitals Q&A, there's a page experience link that's in there. I think it's the first or second one that'll come up. That will give you the Q&A of what do I need to know? What does it matter? It gets pretty technical, but there's yeah. three or four questions in there that are helpful to understand what is it and why does it matter? But see, I can literally see our agents because of just the, the way their yeah. marketing minds work that they're going to be like on a listing appointment saying, look, you're probably talking to multiple agents, but first of all, if your agent's website is an ADA, right? Like yeah, I, I, I can <laughs> see people like yeah. in our world, like they're yeah. like every competitive advantage. Of course, you're doing the right thing because it's the right thing for your business and for your website, yeah. but it's also a way to separate yourself from the competition yep. to show how web savvy you are. So. Speed is number one, 75% mm -hmm. or higher is the, the green have, zone. For, for the right? total web vitals, yep, you want to be that 75% plus. And then what else from a from an SEO standpoint, what's going to set them apart and make them more searchable, findable, better on Google? It's, I mean, content is still king. Like yeah. You have to be able to have the right content direct people to for the search. Yep. So if it's uh, visible, it links clearly, there's enough data. You know, Google, if you only have a few words on your site about something, they want enough to bring people in. So you yep. want to make sure that you're really following. Like there's a ton of SEO best policies out there, right. but you want to still have the content, have it rank high, that with the speed, the Core Web Vitals algorithm. Those are just a couple of the things that go into it, but yep. they are definitely prioritizing that with the actual content. So what do we say to the client that's listening right now who, again, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not busting anybody's chops, I'm just calling it for what it is. My broker provides me a site that I can't put content on or the company, the, the site that I bought or lease yeah. for lead generation puts lots of listings and content there, um, but I might be limited in terms of blogging, vlogging, wh yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Putting up photos, et cetera, that aren't just, here's a home for sale. What, what do we do for that client? And then let's talk about the person that, you know, is already on their way. Yeah, I mean, for, it's really, I think, important to understand, like, what content do you want to put out there? What audience mm -hmm. are you trying to attract? Yes. Do you want to be the number one search for a home, a specific home type or a type of realtor? If mm -hmm. you want to be the number one search for best realtor in my area or lowest commission, like, whatever it might be, yep. um, you know, family, single family home expert in my area or high end luxury expert, whatever the search terms are. There are so many free tools um, and right. we could provide a list of them, but you can literally Google, like, how do I know where I rank in, in SEO? Yep. Know where you are. And then the, the most important thing is have the data and then start iterating and testing and changing. Like maybe you do a couple long forms and a short form blog post that drives to that specific. Like make yourself the expert in that, not just yep. in video, but in content. And that will drive your SEO. And over time, you can see it perform in yes. your market. 
So for everyone watching right now, if you're hearing this and you're like, I understand all those words, but how do I actually, like, I want to see it, Yeah. go to TomFerry.com, click on the blog, yep. and you're going to see long form content. You're going to see video with all of the yep. text. Why do we do video yeah. and the text? Um, tagging matters, right? Like you, you right now, like, the, there's definitely a lot of um, AI out there that's helping with search and discovery of like video and um, digital, like text copy, mm -hmm. but the best way to ensure your SEO search terms and success is to have text that is really discoverable by the algorithms of Zillow, or Google, I keep saying Zillow, yeah, um, of Google to identify your site. You need both. Yeah. And right now, video is not enough. So we tag everything, right? Mm -hmm. You think about keywords and tags. If you don't tag the video with the five things you want it to represent or yeah. pop up, it's not not that it's not useless, it still works for you, but the tags in those content are the things that prompt the algorithm to discover or serve you up first. Yeah. So it's important that you are tagging and you're putting all of your keywords in um, that are appropriate for the content you're driving to. Right. So I know we're, we're kind of nerding out on yeah. this and I want to I want to go back to more of the, the you know public service yeah. announcement. But if you're watching or listening right now, whatever platform you're on, yeah. just, you know, under under my page, type in Jason Pantana and like SEO. Yes. And he's and got he some great a stuff. Very good tactical deep yes. dive of all of this stuff that like the, the joke is like if yeah. my 93 year old mother law can listen to it and say, yeah, that makes sense. Then like all of us can do it. Yeah. So so back on this speed is one contents another. And every, I mean, we've been talking like. You got to put content in your site for mm -hmm. what feels like a hundred years. Could you give us more examples? You're talking about tagging mm -hmm. in relationship to yep. video and text, content. but like give me, give me some examples of content that I want on my site. That's going to make me more searchable, more yeah. findable by Google. Okay. I'm going to give you an example that happened to us Please. and it happened to an event and we were so excited to launch a new event series and somehow in the communication and development of the promotional materials of that, we didn't say what type of event it was. We didn't say it was a real estate agent, like for agents right. or real estate. We just right. said an event to level up, learn about X. Yeah. Well, we're trying to target real estate agents. We're trying to rank in real estate training, real estate events. Yes. We didn't have any copy on our registration page or announcement that that's what type of event it was. Yeah. It's just, it was just assumed because you're going to Tom you're Ferry. You're going to Tom Ferry, right? right? Yes. So it was a re-education of we have to assume right. that what Google looks for is people are searching. They're not going yeah. to search for level up. That's going to yeah. be rare. Yeah. But they're going to search for real estate training on getting listings mm -hmm. or real estate events on listing webinars or how listing to events. Get offers accepted in a multiple offer yeah. situation, right? And we saw it right away, right? Like yeah. you can see quickly that you're actually like, you're not converting because people right. aren't discovering the page or your ads are not working because right. it's not discoverable there. So that was like a quick learn of, yeah. you have to be specific with the amount of content you put in there and assume that Google doesn't know what's in your head or what you're trying to do. Right. You have to be as specific as possible with yeah. what people would search for. You have to put your, your brain there. So a couple of weeks ago on, on the podcast, I talked about um, here's the 10 trends as it relates to video. Mm -hmm. And then Tristan and I were talking about in that podcast, TubeBuddy, which TubeBuddy, everybody knows now because you're a Tom Ferry follower, you know that you can go to TubeBuddy and say, basically, show me all the things, the, the keywords that where there's no video created. The only other thing I know of like that would be like Google Analytics, right? Where yeah. you actually go into Google Ad Manager and say, Tell me what people are searching for yes. so I can create content for that specifically. Right. You can see the number one search in your area, right? right? And then you can figure out, okay, what's out there and how do I beat it? Or is there a gap? So yeah. yes, you can 100% make sure that you go in and tailor your content to what people are searching for. But you, you need the resources to do that, right? Like this right. is a lot, this takes a lot of time. 
Yeah. And so you need to make sure that you find the right partners or that you make the time to do it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, you know what? I mean, it just, it gets harder and harder yeah. and harder and harder, which is why we see the disparity between the super successful and the people that are struggling. Yeah. And, and like just the ADA compliant thing is going to put a lot of people into a titty. And I, I wish for no one a lawsuit or someone yeah. coming after you. But if you, I'm in the state of California, like it happens. It happens. Right? It, it happens, happens a lot. More than you probably yeah. know. So, so site speed is one, 75%. Second one is content. What's the third thing we can do uh, to just protect them, to get them ahead of the curve for all things Google changes? Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. Um, those are the big ones that are coming. The, the other thing that we keep talking about is Google My Business. Your reviews yeah. matter. Yep. Content also matters, right? The website yes. link that is provided there links you to your website that we're talking about for content and speed. Yep. But you know, having pictures of just your lovely face on your your broker site or your broker Google um, My Business. Think of think creatively of the content you can put there that people would click into. Like recently sold homes, asking price of X, specialized you know, recent buyer happy with, and it's a quick testimonial. Yeah. Like think of the content you can put there, not just on your website, but there's a reason that there's an entire content marquee on Google My Business. It, right. It must matter to Google. Yes. Um, and so I always advise, like a lot of times I'll go to sites and there's one picture of just the, the, the key agent or the team lead. Yeah. And, and we don't need tons of pictures of, you know, all 20 of you in front of the building. No. What about your buyers? What about your sellers? What are you doing? In, yep. Like you can put some data on graphics. You can put videos there. So, um, or links to videos. So I think it's like use that carousel wisely. It's just yeah. another thing of reviews matter. It's part of the algorithm, but the content also matters. And I think the thing that, so first of all, I love that because, you know, you and I have been hyping up Google business yeah. pages and like we did a survey where we had like 40% of our clients had a Google business page, which means 60% yeah. did not. And I'm like, can I remind you that Zillow and Realtor yeah. and all these other companies built their advertising engine model on a site called Google. So if you're in the business and don't have your, your Google business page yeah. done, please get it done today. But the second part of that is you've got to keep putting up new content there. And one, one of the content strategies we've talked about is just reviews. Yes. So, so I had uh, 36 people in Dallas over a few weekends, uh, last, like the last 45 days, all top clients, all top team leaders. And we were talking about this sort of defending your position against all things that are changing. And one of the plays that came out of there that I actually just heard about yesterday yeah. in a follow-up sort of mastermind, you know, brainstorming session, uh, huge shout out to Monica Carr. She basically went to where her Zillow reviews are, right on Zillow, mm -hmm. and she did individual, she didn't actually do it, her marketing person did it, individual copy and paste of the exact language that the review was from Tom and Kathy Ferry to Carrie McGee, their real estate okay. professional, and then she modified in the copy and paste what the review should actually be. You know, it was so great to work with Carrie McGee at Banana Real Estate who helped us buy yeah. a home on Windermere Island. You know, like yep. all of the key words, if you're following along here, all the key words that Google wants to see to say, oh, real estate professional, one. bought a sold, yeah. you know, bought or sold a yeah. home in this location, yada, yada. And then she basically took it, rewrote the review slightly to make sure all the keywords inside yeah. there and then sent the individual email to each one of the customers. Hey, Zillow's making some changes with their reviews. Would you take two seconds and please copy and paste this on my Google business page? 
And here's what's great. You don't send out a thousand at once. You don't send 500 at once. You send two to three a day. And guess what? All of a sudden, two to three a day, yep. new reviews. So can you speak to that or maybe a different example of how do they keep updating content on their Google business page? And what's the impact of that? Uh, we've said this a couple of times, consistency. You can't just do it once because yeah. it, it matters that it's frequent and that they're up. Like yep. we're looking at our reviews. We, we need to make sure that we're getting them frequently because yep. it can't be a year ago that we had reviews. Right. Um, and so I think frequency, like get into the rhythm of doing it often, yep. follow up with everybody, talk about why it's so important for yep. your business. Um, and I think people love to be um, highlighted, right? Like people For love sure. to be the person on your site who's like, oh my gosh, Agent Jim Johnson was amazing. I'd work with him 50 more times. Yeah. So encourage people like, hey, this helps me grow my business, but I want to share your story. Yeah. Um, so think about how, what is it that that person, what, what is the actual like motivation for that potential customer and yep. take like tailor your message to be yep. that. But really it's that there's no, there is no magic way. We've had lots of chats. We've had lots of feedback. Yeah. Like I've asked everyone, have you found a magical way to replicate all of your reviews on Zillow and put yeah. them on Google? And everybody's like, I have not. Please yeah. share when you do. Yeah. It is manual. Um, yep. So I think it's just one at a time. It's one at a time. Combat. Yep. And it's being specific, yep. understanding like it can't be vague. It can't be general. It can't yep. be best agent ever. Yep. That's not what people search for. Right. I've actually seen, and I'm not going to say one of them because this guy would then get you know a gazillion yeah. people going to his little page. But one of my clients actually took, uh, he took uh, his last name and put review in front of it. So review blank, right? Their name, review blank, and when you click on that link, you open it up, and there's a Zillow tab and there's a Google tab, and it says thank you so much for allowing us to help you with the purchase of your home. You know, it's like mm -hmm. custom. You know, like yep. It's not, it doesn't say their name, right? But right. it's custom, right? Like, thank you so much for this. If you take the time to just review us on either site that you're more comfortable with, and guess what? Just like that, now every time they close a transaction, and they did 500 transactions yeah. last year, those people are getting that automatically every yep. time. So he's operationalized reviews. And I think the lesson for everybody here is, once a month, you need to have a KPI that says, I need to add X number yep. of reviews every single month to my Google right. business, you know, Google my business page and make it like a anything else you'd be yeah. tracking and measuring. And, and this group, like the network, right? Like your network, right. it's so easy to talk to people. Like what's right. working? Right. What's motivating right. people right now? What do right. they care about? There's yeah. tons of great tips on that. But make it a regular part of your business because it matters. It, it will save you money. You're not gonna, you're not, you're no longer gonna be able to buy ads and presence in the way that we always have. So yeah. having these reviews and having the credibility in the content is really important. Yeah. All right. Well, you're going right into, hello, Tim Cook and the iPhone and all the new changes on the iOS. Oh. So can you speak to this? Because again, this is again, remember my friends, this is a public service announcement. You're, you're, you're hearing my, <laughs> I, like I really want you to yeah. hear this voice, not my, hey, come on, let's get fired yeah. up, boys. Um, talk about the changes because I think Facebook's going to be in trouble. They are. They know they definitely like what you're hearing. It's a challenge. Like, yeah. Let's say challenge instead of trouble, because who knows what they'll come up with from a negotiation standpoint or mm -hmm. what types of hacks they'll put together to make this work. And they are definitely working hard yeah. um, to protect this ad revenue. Um, but definitely the iOS 14.5, which is out as of Monday, the 26th. Yep. It's going to take time like that. Nobody knows how quickly. But like for us, we quickly went in to say impact wise, how much of our traffic comes from mobile? What percentage of that is on iOS? Mm -hmm. And an overwhelmingly uh -oh. large uh -oh. number. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Houston, um, we have a problem. We, have, we, we gotta get our, our stuff together. Yeah. Um, and we have been. We've been talking about it for a while yeah. and making some making some changes in what we're testing as far as advertising, 
and investing, you know, in our database. Like, what can we own? Right. Um, so that's definitely been a big play and a focus for us. But as I far don't as want you to go into all that stuff because we're going to talk about that on a future podcast. Not, but I've got a whole show <laughs> prepared for you on this. But so so maybe back about, back yeah. up for a second. What is uh, what is yeah. Tim Cook and Apple doing? Just so we're clear. Yeah. So there is uh, this is specific for for Facebook right now, but it's part of the iOS update. So part of that update is basically giving consumers. We are all consumers in some way. Yep. The option to allow advertising. I think yep. that I wrote down the words because I popping up on my phone constantly right now. So do you want to give Facebook the ability to track you across apps and websites by other companies? Yeah. Yes, yes or, or no? no. <laughs> uh, how would you answer that question right yeah. now for the person listening? How would you like, do you want now? I could argue that in some cases I want it because Facebook and Instagram are constantly feeding me things that I like. Yeah. You with me? So, hey, I like these shoes. You like these shoes? We're going to show you these shoes also. Like, I actually wanted it. It impacts how I buy, but it also impacts how I buy. It There's impacts how you buy, and it impacts how often you're asked if you want to buy. And right. some people have a high level of frustration and annoyance. For sure. And others are like, give me more of the best handbag that's coming tomorrow. Right. I want those shoes, right? right? Like, that's right. they're not thinking, yeah. oh, it's serving me up ads constantly about, yeah. you know, realtors or homes in my market. So yeah. it's going to, we don't know what the impact's going to be. I mean, the assumption is there's going to be some impact because there right. is an entire demographic or group of people who probably don't want all those ads. And mm -hmm. now it's easier than ever to say, no, thank you. Yeah. And as soon as you say that, you're not going to be served up any of those retargeting ads. Right. Those are gone. This is almost like uh, the revolution that happened five, six years ago when it was like, do you want to pay for the app for 99 cents and yeah. get no ads or do you want the free one that's going to feed you ads yeah. all the time? So so why, is why in your opinion, is Apple and Tim Cook, why are they doing this? It, it feels like such a direct attack on Facebook. It does. Um, and it could be, you know, everybody's assumption is they're coming out with their own ad platform. Like right. it, that must be the case. And there's been indicators of that. But it could also be, as Google claims across all of their updates, like mm -hmm. this is about customer experience right. and it's like the the big guys making the decisions to actually go all in and protecting that because they've heard it over and over again what about my privacy i want to know what my family and friends are doing i want to share my latest vacation photos right but i don't want to be served up yeah. ads yeah that's not why i'm there how can i have an ad free version right and so this is giving people basically that option um and so it, you, you could argue either way but yeah. it certainly feels um that apple's making a play if you were facebook what would you do Besides the obvious, figure out every possible hack because we're, we're talking about like 99% yeah. of their revenue. Yeah. Think about that, guys. Like, what I don't know what the number was, but it's bazillions, right? right. And 99% is suddenly, this is no different from all the things we talked about with our clients. Yeah. Like, there's always a competitor in your marketplace that's about to do something yep. that could really impact your business. And that's why the things we're talking about today, like more PSA style, but it's it's always something to be mindful of. If you were If you were Facebook, what would you do? what they're doing right finding yeah. every possible way to continue to grow revenue like this revenue is how they make the world run at facebook right. right so they're trying to figure out how to protect that and two ways two things could happen you could sit on it and say okay people will continue to pay because yeah. you they're not going to be able to find this audience anywhere else the reality is that that's not true we've yeah. got google we've got youtube yeah. we've got lots yeah. of things coming up yeah. um and so like what they're doing is this they're trying to find every possible way to say the new norm is x mm -hmm. they're gonna have to i think adjust some of the pricing they have out there because right. the volume and the cost depending on the impact of this is going to be pretty out of scale from what we're all used to right but they could lean into, you're gonna get higher quality because people said, I'm interested in ads, right. Right? right? So automatically the quality of your potential leads go up and you're gonna have to pay more for that. 
We'll see. It's an option. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. This has been really good. I'm first of all, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna go a totally different direction. So Carrie, again, just high level, right? ADA compliant, get your site ready. And then we talked about Facebook and iOS. Is there a move that agents should be making before we close the loop on this? Is there a move in your opinion that our clients should be making with Facebook today that's gonna get them ready for what's to come? Right now with Facebook, I would say keep doing what you're doing, but keep a very close eye. Know your data. Know yeah. where your fall off is coming every day. If you're optimizing the same and you're setting yeah. up your ads the same and you're starting to see decline over time, I, I would recognize that it's likely due to this. There's yeah. no way right now to tell exactly what the percentage of impact is going to be, yeah. but know your data now. So in yeah. two, three weeks, a month from now, two months from now, you can quickly say, okay, we ran this ad. It had this, you know, we had this level of performance and impressions. Two months later, we run the same ad and it's completely fallen off. What yeah. happened? Know yeah. where you started and where you are and just keep an eye on your CPAs because those are going to continue, I think, to, to rise. Um, so that's one. Yeah. Know your data. Yeah. And the other is keep diversifying. Like really lean Bingo. into Google. Understand what you can get out of just spending the time, you know, updating your Google My Business and understanding what those improvements they're making. And then look at other platforms. I, I think you have to start looking at, I mean, OT hyper hyper geolocal ott hulu right. and others is that going to be an affordable option in the near yeah. future um yeah. so just keep thinking about how you broaden your digital net yeah. and, and keep the organic stuff that you can control and own at your top of your game which you're teeing me up for my next point but i'm going to throw two things at you i go back to six seven years ago um when when facebook ads were people were running ads and they were literally like I'm, i've got like 500 leads yeah. but I, i've only sold one house and my response was you have 500 cell phone and email addresses to add to your database and nurture. And then if you look at the uh, the survey we did with uh, Boomtown a couple years ago, that basically said the size of your email database as it correlated to how much volume you were doing in sales, it's bonkers. So the thing I'd be telling everybody is, as you're, as you're thinking about maybe defending your position as Facebook maybe from an advertising standpoint, it's just gonna go up in terms yep. of cost, right? It's going back to email marketing and connecting with all the people that are already inside your database. Yeah. Like that's where I think people are missing the boat. Like they're, we're so busy trying to get the next new lead that we're not really paying attention to all the relationships and connections and people that you've already established some level of trust with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we want the new leads, but this is really where the opportunity is. It is. Yeah. Done well. Done well. Right. Don't spam your audience just because you want to make sure that they hear from you all the time. Right. Like what is the CTA you're asking them to do? Um, depending on what tools you're using or what partners segmenting your audience based on like yeah. only only keep going. You know, think of your cadence of people who engage with you frequently with people who haven't opened an email in a year and a half. Right. Like you treat them differently. Right. So I would just encourage people like take a strategic approach to your email. Yeah. Don't don't overuse it because it can actually hurt you in the long run for performance. But it's definitely something that takes as much strategic thought as your paid media spend. 100%. Don't abandon it. It's part of your it's part of your media mix. It's part of your organic mix. Yeah. There's so yeah. like if they went back in time on YouTube, I remember uh, talking about uh, multi-channel, multi-optic like approach to like mm -hmm. okay your email, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, direct mail, phone calls, text like that whole yeah. media mix. And and I remember when we first produced it, uh, someone on my team was like, I can't believe you're actually sharing everything that we do as a company to build. Like all of our competitors are going to figure it out. My response was, well, hopefully they'll figure it out, but we'll keep innovating and yeah. adjusting. But if you haven't if you haven't looked at everything that is available to you and again i just mentioned just a few like all the social platforms google and other you know other ad platforms zillow realtor trulia home like you yep. have to be everywhere 
and then figure out what is your sweet spot and make sure you've got multiple lines in the water, not just one line in the water, AKA your database, yeah. which I'm gonna talk to you about in a second, but you've gotta have more. Otherwise you're just, you're, your brand just, it's too disruptible. Yeah, it is. Right? And it's too it is, disruptible. It, they are all dependent on each other. Right. People always say, my paid's not working, I'm gonna lean into organic. My, yeah. my organic's not working, I'm gonna lean into paid. We've tested it, like pulling pulling one part of, of that house away, like one card, yeah. and not everything falls, but you see a dramatic impact because it's not just the email that's working. Yeah. It's all of the other mix and all the other advertising that you're doing yeah. that boosts everything else. And yeah. so it, it's really hard to articulate like what one impact will be, but you can play with that. If you don't have the specific numbers of the data, you can figure out like what is the mix, but more is always better than nothing. I agree, I agree. Okay, I'm going a totally different direction. Uh, play this out with me. I've been looking at a whole bunch of these property data sites and getting into the weeds on uh, their, their data around homes and specifically in the US. So for my friends around the world, uh, the numbers will apply the same, but I'm, I'm giving you US data just for context. So right now there's 138 million homes in the US, which is just a bonkers number. And we just did this week in housing. And the one thing we know is there's not enough homes available for people like the, the decade over decade home building literally went straight up and then dropped yeah. off, like that dropped was, off the that map. That was alarming. It really was, yeah. it really was. So it's like people talking about the housing bubble. I'm like, it's not a housing bubble. Yeah. It is literally a shortage of yeah. homes because we've got more people and everybody's living longer. So anyway, side note, you got 138 million properties. We know there's about 21, 22 million of those that are SFRs, single family residents mm -hmm. that are that are non-owner occupied investment properties, but yeah. they are homes nonetheless. Then you've got duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. Let's let's just call that, it's like in the name of like, or in the range of like 30 million properties. But regardless, yeah. you can sell those too. So there's 138 million homes in, in the US. The data that we're showing is about an average of a million properties a month are showing the signals, the signs beyond like, death, divorce, default, like the obvious stuff, but a thousand other signals. Hey, they're going to Loan Depot and they're or not Loan Depot, uh, Lowe's Lose, or something like yeah. that. And they're trying to fix up their house. Like that's a sign or they're, you know, uh, they, they got pregnant. They're now shopping for baby stuff. Like that's a sign. So think about a thousand different data points and a million properties a month, or let's just call it 12 million houses, right? So in the last 12 months, 12 million properties around the U.S. had these signals and we had six and a half million properties listed last year. We're on pace to have maybe seven million listed this year. The argument that I'm making right now to my clients is, if you look at 12 into 138, it's about 8% of every property right now in the US is thinking about over the next 12 months, thinking about selling their house. So here we are in this market where inventory is so tight. The, the argument that I'm making with my clients is to literally grab your phone right now and then open up your, your app where it shows all of your contacts. Scroll to the very bottom or just hit the pound sign and you'll see the number, and that's the number of people you have inside your phone. So in my case, I look at it as like almost like 7,000. So I've got 7,000 people on my phone. You probably don't, though I've asked some real estate clients that are like, I have 15,000 people on wow. my phone, but the median seems to be around 1,000, yeah. right? So add 1,000, what does that mean? That means there's 80 listings in your phone right now. Think about what I just said. If you have a thousand people in your phone, there's 80 listings in your phone. So I go back to Peter Rader, the event we did, Blueprint, yep. and Peter's a longtime coaching client. Big shout out to Peter. And literally, Peter is you know on a Zoom session with me with a couple thousand people <laughs> from all over the world. And he's like, Tom, can I ask you a question? I'm really struggling to get listings. What do you recommend? And I literally did the exercise. Go to your phone. How many people? And I made everybody on Zoom. Remember, did like all the, yeah, the comments of people with a bazillion contacts. And I said, Peter, I'm going to make you a bet. I got 10,000 bucks says you can't call every single, I think he had 1,900 people in his database. 
Okay. And I'm like, I want you to call every single person between this date and this date. Well, today is the eight weeks in to that competition. So he and I spoke this morning and I said, could you give me some optics on what you've done so far? So Peter has failed miserably. He's not going to make the 10 grand and he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care at all. Yeah. There's a hook to this. You ready? Watch this, my friends. Here's his actual numbers. As of this morning, as I'm recording this, he's talked to 631 people of the nearly 2,000 in his database. 631. And get this. He's booked 28 listing appointments. It's insane. These are people that already yeah. know him, like him, trust him. They, this was like his, he said, it's my dog groomer. It's, it's a Tom Ferry agent that I knew that I just, oh, I'm going to call that person and just check in, see how they're doing. And he actually got a couple agent agent referrals, which don't count in the 28. Those were just bonus ones. Josh Rubin sent him like a $1.2 million buyer. Like it was just nuts because he's making the phone calls. He's shaking the tree. So here's my point. He got from this, just staying on the numbers, 631 people he spoke to, 28 listing appointments, 12 he's already taken. Two are in research phase, which we've talked about before, which are, they want to do something in 2022, right? Hey, when we finally, or when this happens, then we want to make the move. Three people ghosted him. He said, gone dark. I'm like, oh, they ghosted you. It happens, right? One person said, need to find a house and then we'll put the home on the market so it's not listed for sale. 10 of them are in process, meaning carpet paint, get it cleaned up, get it ready to go, whatever the timing is that they want to do. And some of them are like, hey, we'll meet with you next week, the following week, et cetera. The bottom line is this, he and I were chatting this morning and he literally said to me, for the first time in my real estate career, I'm on pace to do a million dollars in gross commission income. It's crazy. And, and he said, because we, we were talking over the phone, we were yeah. going old school, we weren't on Zoom. And he was like, you, you can't imagine how big of a smile I have on my face right now. And I'm like, Pete, I've known you forever. Like I've, I've watched this guy go yeah. through the, the typical ups and downs of, of every person's career. My career, Carrie's career, your career. We all have ups, we all have downs. It's just part of the deal. As long as, the, as, long as the, it's going high and right, it's all good. And, and his certainly is. I asked him, what was the difference that made the difference? He goes, you finally just challenged me to just get on the damn phone and call the people I know. Yeah. And he goes, and yes, there are long conversations and there's no magic script. You know how it goes? Hey, Carrie, haven't seen you in forever. How are you? Right. That's all he's doing. That could go anywhere. And, and literally yeah. people are like, oh my God, we're totally busy. Yeah. And we're this and we're that. How yeah. are you doing? And then he said, and every single person says, how's the real estate market? What's going on? What's happening with home prices? Yeah. Like every single person. And he said, it is the easiest thing I've ever done. He goes, does it take time? Am I busy selling houses? You know, no one has the time. And yet 631 calls, conversations, 28 listing appointments. And my argument for you, kind of wrapping up this little podcast, another public service announcement is... Listen to me very carefully. If you don't call your database, it's 100% fine. Matter of fact, I think Zillow, Realtor, Redfin, Homelight, and every other portal on the planet would prefer that you don't call your database. That way they can get your customer to go to their website and they can sell that lead to somebody else. Are you listening to me? You couldn't believe when I said this or when I did it on a I, live show. I, you were I, like, I, you are nuts. I'm dead serious. I, I know you are. Yeah. Why am I nuts, Carrie? Why am I nuts? Because I'm telling people, like, if, if you're not going to call your database... If you're going to spend money to try and generate more leads and not call the people that already know you, like you, and trust you, I say you got to do both. Why am I nuts? You're not nuts. It's absolutely what they should be doing. What's nuts is that you're not doing it. Right. Because what is coming is somebody else will take that lead, and it's going to be easier for them to take it. Yeah. So, like, you have to protect your database. Right. That's protect the relationships. No, yeah. like, okay. trust. So I'm going to make a comment as we wrap this up. I made a prediction. Remember I mentioned these rock star team leaders that came in and spent a couple of days with me in Dallas, masterminding and super fun. Big shout out to all of them. I said to them in the opening statement of our mastermind, in the next two to three years, 50% of every transaction done in your country 
will have a referral fee associated to it. 50%. So think about it. Relocation, agent agent referral fees, USAA, Zillow, Realtor, Truly, Redfin, right on down the line. I mean, every mortgage company, everybody's doing it. I'm not saying it's yeah. bad. Right. I'm saying if you're not calling your database, don't complain when half your income potentially goes away for the same amount of work because you didn't make the phone calls. So public service announcement. Get your website right. Yep. Pay attention to what Google's doing. Right. Super important. Obviously, iOS changes, Facebook and make your damn calls said with absolute love. Do you see the smile on my face? If you're only listening, do you hear the smile on my face? All right. So that's it. Carrie, thank you so much for being yeah, on the show. Thanks for having me. Right. Very technical. Very important. The ADA compliance thing. It's, it's, no, br- it's really, a no brainer. Yeah, it, okay. it, it is. And it should be like yeah. instant action for people. Like if they didn't hear anything else, they just got that like winner, winner, chicken dinner. So thank you for everything you do. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. And hey, share this, make a comment. Let me know how you feel. Let me know what else you want us to cover on this show. Like not that we're ever running out of things to talk about, but we always want to know from you, whether it's here or you go to my Instagram stories or wherever you want, connect with us, let us know we're here to serve. All right. Take care guys. See you soon. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.